This reading can be found on the back of your service sheets or on the Church Bibles 1028. When the time came for the purification rites were required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do with him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee with their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Thank you for reading that. That is a great, a great part of the Bible. We're going to think about that together in a moment. But I have to say, I'm feeling a little bit, I feel a bit sad today. I, I don't know how you look when you're, you're feeling sad. Do you look a bit like this? Um, can we pop that up? You ever feel a bit like that? I feel a bit like that today because, because it's all finished. And it's one of my favorite things, one of my absolute favorite things, but it's, it's finished now. Let, let me show you what I'm, I'm talking about. Let me get it out of the box. This is one of my favorite things. It is our, in the Todd family, it's our Advent calendar nativity all-in-one job that we do through December. I love it. Can you see that? I love it. It's one of my favorite things. Every day we get to open a little door. And there's a little figure inside that we get out. What's this one? This is one of the angels that slots on the top. And there's a, there's a little Bible verse usually, and there's a chocolate. They're all gone. We do one every day, but it's all finished now. I'm a bit sad about that. And we're going to have to wait we're going to have to wait till next December. So I thought, because it's my favorite thing, that we'd wait now. 
till we can start again. Do you want to wait with me? Should we wait together? I don't know how long it's going to take. Shall we work it out? I don't know, has anyone got one of those uh, smartphones with a calculator on it? Normally you're told to put your, your phones away when you're in church. But if you're sitting beside someone who's got one of those smartphones with a calculator on it, could you get it out? And let's work out how long we're going to have to wait. Has anyone got a calculator to hand there? Let's work it out. I think, has anyone got one? Oh, brilliant. Ben, straight on there. Oh, you might be good at math, so you can work it out. Let's work it out. No, I think there's two days left in December. Let's work it out the long way around. So two plus, how many days in January? 31 days in January. Add that up, Ben. And then how many days in February this year? 29. It's going to be a leap year. Let's add on 29 days from February, then March. 30 days have September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31 31 days in March. April, plus 30 days. May, 31 days. You're adding that on. June, 30 days have September, April, June. June, 30 days for June. That's good. You're still adding them up. 30 days for June. 31 days for July. August has 31 days. September, 30 days. October, my birthday's in October, just so you remember. 31 days in October. November, 30 days, and then we'd be back to December after that. How many days is that? How many days? You got the answer? Do you want to tell me, Ben? Have you done it wrong? 337 days. That seems a lot. What's that in hours? Should we work it out in hours? Because that's the way my watch works. So, Ben, can you multiply that by 24? 8,088. 8,088. Shall we wait? Feels like a long time, doesn't it, to wait for this good thing to come again. I'm not very good at waiting. Are you good at waiting? I'm really not very good. And I can never think of what to do while I'm waiting for something. Which is interesting, isn't it? Because if you've got the Bible reading in front of you, there was someone in our story who was really good at waiting. And not just waiting, he was waiting and trusting. At verse 25 of that reading, if you've got it in front of you, just have a look at it. This is what we're told. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting. Oh, that's interesting. And now, when the Bible calls somebody righteous and devout, it's, it's one of the ways the Bible says, here's someone who's, who's trusting God. He, he was living in a way that God says is good, and we can learn from him. And one of the things Simeon was doing was waiting. You're good at waiting. Uh, sometimes we're, uh, we're not very good, are we, at waiting? If you're really little, uh, being told you've got to wait two minutes for pudding can seem like a really long time, can't it? When you're a bit older, being told there's five sleeps till Christmas can seem like forever and you're really impatient. And when you're big grown up, being told you've got to wait three weeks for an appointment can seem far too long and we complain about it. We're not very good at waiting, but, but Simeon 
Simeon was someone who was waiting. And he was living in a way that was right and trusting God. And if we want to live in the right way for God, one of the things we'll need to learn how to do is how to wait. What was Simeon waiting for? We'll just have a look. Verse 25, we're told he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And a bit further down in verse 26, he was waiting for the Messiah. Uh, and then in verse 30, we're, we're told he's waiting for God's salvation. And that sounds like, that sounds like he's waiting for, for three things. But it's really just three different ways of talking about the same thing. A, a bit like this, if I were to say, I'm going to have a big dinner later on. I really am, and I'm looking forward to it. So I don't want to eat very much just now, but I wouldn't mind a little something. Have you always got room for a little something? Even if you're going to have a big dinner later on, you, you think, do you know what? I've got room just for a, a little something. I, and what I'd like, what I'd like is something small, something sweet, and something chocolatey. That sounds like three things, doesn't it? Something small, something sweet, and something chocolatey. But if I got, if I got one of these things out, look at these. These are nice, aren't they? Maybe one of these ones. That'd be good. Uh, well, something small, something sweet, something chocolatey. I've got room for a little something. Mmm. That's nice, isn't it? Mmm. That is, that is really nice. I've always got room for just a Maybe a little something, a little something more. Look at that, see that? Those three things are all found. Oh, gosh. Those three things are all found in this, is one thing, something small, something sweet, something, something chocolatey. These would be nice. Look, there's the Waldock boys over there. They'd like one of those. Would you like one? There, there, go on. There, they're, they're looking hungry like they've not been fed. <laughs> Would you like one of these? I'll not throw them too far. Jack, can I, can I reach you? There's one. I'm not, oh, go on. I'll risk one up to the back there. If you've not got one, you can come and see me at the end and ask me for one of those. But that's, look, three things, three things and one thing. And it's the same with what, it's the same with what, Simeon was waiting for those three things. Mm, now my mouth's full. Let me just finish that. It's rude to speak with your mouth full. What was Simeon waiting for? Can we pop those back up, Sam? Uh, the one before that. He's waiting for the consolation of Israel. That was someone who was going to come and sort out all the problems that God's people had got into, comfort them. He was waiting for the Messiah. That was God's promised king who was going to come and help his people. And he was waiting for God's salvation. That was God had promised that he was going to come to forgive and rescue his people. And the reason he's waiting is because God had made him a special promise 
Stay in verse 26. If you've got that Bible reading in front of you, God had told him that he would not die before he'd seen the Lord's Messiah. Simeon was going to see the one who'd be God's true king. He would make things better and bring about God's saving plan. And no matter how old he got, God had promised him he wouldn't die before he saw him. So Simeon waited and trusted. And one day the waiting was over. And Mary and Joseph came to the temple with the baby Jesus. And God said, he's here now. Simeon waited and trusted and he saw Jesus. And we're going to think a little bit more uh, about that in just a moment. Before we do, we're going to sing another song together that reminds us why we can keep trusting this same God. So as the music begins, let's stand and sing together. Now, Simeon was waiting to see Jesus. But I think, reading the story as well, one of the things we'll find out is that seeing Jesus can help us wait and trust too. Seeing Jesus can help us wait and trust in God. It's soon going to be the new year, isn't it? Um, I've got a bit of chocolate still in my mouth. (laughs) A rogue bit moving around. There we go. It's soon going to be the new year. 2019 will be gone. 2020 will have begun. I wonder what will happen. I wonder what kind of things you'll get up to in 2020. You could worry about it, couldn't you? You could worry about what might happen in 2020. Will I fall over and hurt myself? Could happen. Will I make any friends in 2020? Will those kind of things happen? Will my job be okay? Will we have enough money? What's going to happen? All sorts of things could happen. It would be good, wouldn't it? It would be good if you could see what was going to happen. Then you would know. I don't know if you you spotted it, but in the reading, uh, when we had it read out for us, there was lots of stuff to do with seeing in it. If you've got it in front of you, just have a look down at verse 26 again. Because we're told that, that God revealed something to Simeon. Uh, revealing something is a little bit like letting you see something. In verse 26, the, the thing that God revealed was that Simeon would see the Messiah. And then look down at verse 30. Here's what Simeon says. My eyes have seen your salvation. He's talking about seeing Jesus. But do you know what? The really great thing for all of us is that we weren't there at the time to see it. But the really great thing is what Simeon says a little bit later on in verse 32. If you can read, just look down to that because Simeon says about Jesus that he is a light for revelation to the Gentiles. The Gentiles, that's, that's meaning for everyone, for the Jewish people and for everyone else. Jesus is a light that will help them see. What Simeon is saying is, Jesus is the one who can help everyone see what God is like and how to live for him. So what does Jesus help us see? Well, 
here's three things, even from this little part of the Bible we've read today. Jesus helps us see that God keeps his promises. Do you remember what God promised to Simeon? He promised that he wouldn't die before he'd seen Jesus. And he kept that promise. Uh, And if God keeps that promise, he'll keep all his promises to us. uh, So we can trust him. Here's the second thing. Jesus helps us see that God is in charge of everything. Why would we say that from this? Well, uh, let me put it this way. I didn't decide the day I was born. 3rd of October, 1970, 20 to 2 in the afternoon. That's when I popped into the world, just like that. Just popped out. Uh, 3rd of October, 1970. I didn't decide that day. And I don't think I'll decide the day I die either. I don't get to make those kind of decisions. Uh, But God made a promise to Simeon that he wouldn't die before Jesus was born. And if God is in charge of both those things, when someone dies and when someone's born, then he's in charge of everything. So no matter what happens in this next year ahead, Whatever happens, even if sad things happen, we know that God is still in charge of everything. And the thing we were to do is to trust Jesus and say, God, please would you help me to live trusting you. And here's the third thing. Jesus helps us see that God's come to save people. That's what this has all been about. When you see Jesus, you discover God must really care about people because he's come Uh, to save them. And if those things are true, and they are, if you've asked God to save you, and no matter what happens in 2020, God is still in control, still keeps his promise, start to see Jesus properly, and that's what he'll show you. And that's what he'll reveal. If you trust Jesus, you'll be patient and wait for the good things that God has promised us. And when you've got to wait, sometimes you don't know what to do while you're waiting. But this really helps because if Jesus is like a light, showing everyone what God is like and how to live in the right way trusting him, then one thing we should always be doing is telling other people about him. That'd be a great thing for you to do in 2020 and a great thing for us as a church family to be doing. Uh, We're going to sing again in a moment before we finish. Let me pray for us before we do that. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you that you are a promise-making God. You made promises to Simeon and you kept them all. And thank you that you make promises to us And if we want to trust them more, the thing to do is to get to know Jesus better. Thank you. He's come to care for us and to save us. Help us to live this year ahead, trusting him. Amen. Uh, We're going to sing our final song together that talks about God reigning. God, this God being in charge of everything that Simeon knew and trusted And we can trust too. So as the music begins, let's stand and sing together.